When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood for the BF Goodrich TAKM3. Built to climb, made to mud and created to conquer. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres. What are you building for? And for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventures Show to join in the conversation. The Brisbane Boat Show is happening as we speak from the 23rd to the 25th. So we're right in the thick of it at the moment, Redmond. Good morning. Good morning, Patrick. I'm a little bit under the weather at the minute, but uh, excuse the voice, but... Well, you can complain like very few people that I've ever met. Like, every time mm. I see you, you're complaining about something, whether it's a foot that you impaled. Hey, my foot's just gotten better. Is it feeling it's, all right? Where are we now? Probably, I did in March, April, May, June, July, August. Five months later, I'm on the improve. Redmond, last week we spoke about the uh, After Tackle Show. Yep, we did. Um, and you're reviewing it today for us. Yes. Um, for the first time, it was open to the public. Um, but it was open to the public, but it, it wasn't a place yeah. to go and buy tackle for, which I think some people have confused it um, by. Um, but you've got a you've got a few different, yeah. um, I suppose, little suggestions around how it could run next. But what did you think of it? So for those that are, aren't aware of what it is, we spoke about it last week, and you can listen to any of our podcasts on iTunes, perhaps hit the iTunes or, the, or even on your phone. You download the podcast app now, and it's all on there. Um, what it is, it's the trade show where – all your tackle, your big tackle outlets, I guess, so your complete anglers, your tackle worlds, everything, they go, they head to the Goldie, they meet um, at the convention centre, and all um, distributors, so Shimano, um, Frogley's Offshore, um, all these major distributors will go there, and basically they try and get their best buying power um, to buy tackle for the year. That's a long story short. Yep. But what they did was they opened it up on the Saturday um, for the for the public to come in and check out all the new products. Because what happens is a lot of people, a lot of companies release new products, but the public don't get to see it until it's in store. Um, one problem I've got with the the after tackle show is it's only ever been in Brisbane, and I've spoken to a few people that said the reason they don't go anymore is because it's in Brisbane. Yeah. It's always in Brisbane, so why don't they try and move it around towns? And- it would be nice if they did share it a bit. The reasons that I'm saying as well, we'll come into it in a second, but so if they shared it around a little bit, um, open to the public, so the public come in, and I was on the Frogley's Offshore, which is a distributor for a lot of brands that I'm with, and uh, Samurai Rods being one of them and a few others, and basically, yeah, Gavin Gatsu Hooks, Atomic, and um, I was up there with those guys, just basically taking uh, people through the products that I use and that I'm a part, uh, that I like to, um, that I like to use when I am fishing. So we, um, it was actually. I got they, they let us have a bit of time to walk around too, which was great. And seeing all 
I'm calling it now, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but there's, this is the only place you can see tackle in the country, all in one spot, like a fishing tackle, rods. There's not many other places you can go and do it besides a tackle store. So I got to look around, and it was really cool. I'm going to have to say, Pat, that um, I know they won the award, the Octopus won the award for the coolest product or whatever it is. Yeah, the uh, Wilson Fishing Mustad Inc. Vader. So Which basically, was incredible. An it octopus. Did look, I was very impressed by it. Very realistic. An octopus that swims in the water and um, it throws was, ink around. It was very, very lifelike. So that was the winner of the John Dunphy Award for innovation. Uh, a couple of other things I like was the swim bait. The swim baits, they were amazing. They were fantastic to see. Um, they were actually casting them into the, you know, the barra tanks, Pat, the one that they take around. Yep. They'll cast them into them. So you actually well, got they to see used how to they take to the uh, boat show, but no they don't take it do. anymore. Yeah, no. no. They cast it in the other. I think it's Berkeley. They cast it's they, those guys at pure fishing. I think um, they run it and they cast in, and you got to actually see how realistic it was with fish having a look at it. So it was, that was cool. But the problem was, I was on the stand a fair bit, and I had people coming up going, "Come on, mate, can I buy it now?" And the first thing that Frogley said to us was. If someone wants to buy something, all you say is no. It's nothing else. It's just no, you can't. It's simple as that. It's not if, but. It's no, and you have to direct them to their local um, tackle store. But the problem is, I'm in Brisbane. I don't know where the local tackle stores were. So how I reckon it could be run is on the Saturday, maybe that yeah, maybe that there's a couple of stores that come in that are – this is, goes back to what I was saying about sharing it around the country – a few local stores, a dozen, might put their hands up and they get put in. And you can so actually. It goes back to the local economy. goes back to the local economy. It supports that town and also helps a local tackle store out itself. Yep. And you get to actually, people can go purchase the rods because people go to these things to buy. Yes, it was cool to see the new releases, but I don't know. I reckon there might be a way to include it into it. What do you think? No, I agree. Um, do we want to go through a couple of, of the winners? Best combo, which I think is, is relevant. Yeah, go through it. You throw them up. The uh, Daiwa Tatula. Um, Runner-up was Pure Fishing, Abu Garcia, um, Salty Stage, Light, uh, and the Jigging Low Profile. Uh, best Fly Rod, winner was J.M. Gillies, Sage, of course. They're the Beautiful. best. Beautiful, yep. Um, best Game Rods, uh, Wilson Fishing, Venom Ocean, Gladiator. Runner-up was the Daiwa uh, and Spartan. So in terms of getting the, I suppose, the the best of the best and having real experts review different terminal tackles and rods and reels. Um, it's the best way to get the best advice, I reckon. So oh, no, it is. If, you, the- if, if you've got a, if you want to know a product, you've got people like myself there who use it. Um, I know the reason that uh, Frogley's got us there was because instead of having a rep or someone tell them how good that product is, um, people know that we use that product and they come down and we can say why we use it and how we use it because we're fishermen. We're not... We're not a guy that's selling their gear. We are t- in a way, but we actually use their gear. We, we're the reps and that. Yeah, some of them do a bit of fishing, but they're not the ones that are seen on the social media. So it was really good. Like GT Buster was there. I caught up with Ben. Um, he was there. He was over at the Shimano stand. I went up and had a good chat with him. He wants to come over and film a barrel tuner on a stick bait. He wants to come over this weekend, actually. So <laughs> he was pretty keen. He's like, I'll bring a camera crew. So I've got to touch base with uh, Benny and tell him that's not happening. But um, I'm gonna, we'll do it in a couple of weeks. But um, it was it was great to see. Um, uh, the hooked on um, what are they? Hook line and sinker boys were there on yep. stage. They did a great job. Um, Al McGlashan was there, so there was a lot of people there to talk fish and support their brands who they are supported about too. So it was a great show. But anyway, I think there's a few adjustments to be made. And um, yeah, after it was a it was a good show. Redman, your week in fishing it obviously started in Brizzy, but back home, how's it been? Um, yeah, so I've just um, invested um, some money, Pat. I've invested quite a bit of money. I've now. Um, Trying to make my, a profile of myself in um, kite flying because 
<laughs> this wind is actually starting to really kill me. Have you been out? Oh, my God. Friday. Got out yesterday. Yeah. Um, offshore. Just the uh, only, only chance I had. It was howling. I know... There's a lot of salmon just turned up at Blair Gowry, which is great to see, which is awesome. So you'll be trying to load I'll, up for I'm going to load up the, there. So uh, I, I managed to sneak out on the Wednesday for a couple of hours and load up on bait. But it was blowing 20 knots. The reason I did it was west-southwest over at Blair Gowry, quite protected. Other than that, Pat, it was blowing 20-plus knots. I was a bit under the weather during the week, so Friday was the only day I could get out, um, which isn't the ideal situation. But how's this? After last week, the Saturday, <sighs> the conditions were zero wind, Warm, 18 degrees nearly, and I was in a bloody convention centre. I think that's always the way, though, isn't it? As soon as you do, you, you book a holiday or you find everything great weather at home. Yeah, well, even um, we picked up the new car during the week, and um, it was meant to be the week before, and the one day, the week before the day we were meant to pick it up, we had bad weather. I'm like, oh, beauty, I'll go fishing. And then Brighton, um, the Volkswagen crew, ring me, and they say, oh, come get your car. And... It was the only day that was no wind. And I, I'm like, oh, why is this always the way? The excitement of a new car, that's exciting. Yeah. So what have you got, no, Phil? Yeah, so I was fortunate enough. I'll review it in a couple of weeks. I'm going to test her out and uh, give you your honest opinion. I haven't towed with it that much yet. Yep. Um, I want to do a couple of trips, and I'll give you my honest feedback. Um, so V6 Amarok. Yeah, the new V6 Amarok. So uh, from Brighton Volkswagen. Uh, um, it's diesel, and it's the highest end. Highest, um, Can be filled with petrol, but doesn't drive very long. Uh, I actually said to them, told them a story where I put petrol in a diesel and got in trouble. That wasn't good. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I won't be doing that. But yeah, no, the guys were great down there. Uh, hooked us up with what I need. Like I said, got the all-terrain tyres on it, Pat, which our boat ramps, how many often are we seeing boats slide into the water now? Like it's happening more often. So the all-terrains, which are really important, I think. BF Goodrich, of course. And they are. They are BF Goodrich tyres. And then we've also got um, the light bar on the front. Travelling early hours of the morning, uh, especially towards um, Portland Way and it's the roofs; they can be bad, so that makes that bit of difference. Um, we've got the roof, the, the roof racks on the top, which the boss of Brighton Volkswagen challenged me to put a hundred kilo tuner on it. Which, I'm not sure if you're serious or not. I'll be <laughs> testing the water there, but um, yeah, it's got all the things that you need in it. Um, tow ball, obviously, electronic brakes, and a few other bits and pieces. But I'll review it in a few weeks. It's a very competitive market now. The, the Ute market. In oh, Australia. it's crazy! And they've bought out the Volkswagen were V4, and they were the two liter, and yep. now they've gone from the smallest engine in their class to the biggest. Yeah. So um, the power that it's got's great. The power's there. Like I said, I'm looking extremely forward to pulling the boat some kilometers with it. But um, I'm interested to see. When we we find when we get something that's a bit more affordable that can tow your four four and a half ton boats, yep, like that's instead reckon, of an F truck, that's the next challenge yep. I reckon because obviously you've got your F two fifties, your Dodge Rams, but you're looking every bit of a hundred grand, two hundred, two hundred and fifty sometimes, yep. like it's a ridiculous so amount of money. Most most Utes now are three to three point five. Yeah, this is three and a half ton. Yeah, so I reckon the next thing is four ton towing capacity. Well, what's Land Cruiser? Land Cruiser would be. Four ton, maybe? Well, it's three and a half. Of three and a half. The 200 series at... Um, it's 200 series, two, three and a half? Yeah. Yeah. So, I reckon the next day... They're all on the par. They're all at the same at the moment. Yeah. So... Is when it can hit that four ton mark and we can start really travelling. So, for me, so what will eventually be a, uh, a North Bank 750, totally fuel, yep. sort of sits at 3.7. So, you could you can, you can unload it, not fuel it, and just get under the the weight, um, you know, Limit, ratings, yep. limits. Um but you don't really want to do that. You want to be able to load the whole thing up, fully fueled and, and tow with ease. So it will be interesting to see when it's developed. Like, I don't know, is it, is it size dependent on the cars or does it come back to 
um, yeah, does it does it come back to a, I don't know, the ratings yeah, of the, it, the four by fours themselves? Speaking of four by fours, yes, it's uh, one of the. I've had numerous people go to this show on the, over the weekend, over oh, last weekend. Sorry, it was the Melbourne four by four and fishing show. It's actually called that. What I just said. Are you gaffing it? Um, could be a gaff. No, but what I'm going to announce is it's official. There's no more fishing shows in Victoria. So by, by 4x4 a fishing show, you mean it's 4x4 and 4x4 show? 4x4 and camping 4x4. That's okay, but... <laughs> it's great. It's great for that side of it. And I've had a lot of my friends are into that 4x4, and they reckon they were selling out of stuff before they could even get to it. That's how good the show was. Yeah. It, the show was amazing. But... I spoke to a few other people who went there for the fishing, fishing side of it and yep. was very, very disappointed. I don't know. Yep. You've been to it. You know how you walk into that big it. tent? Yep. But I don't go there. I don't go there hunting for fishing. No. Because of previous Because you'd be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, of previous yep. experience. But it's gotten... like um, I've done a couple of talks there. Uh, you and I have been there a few times for Real Adventures as well. And... Um, we, you walk into that first tent, and every year it seems like the, the fishing used, used to be that whole, nearly that whole tent, and it's slowly it's fizzled out. It's just now they've got the stage there, which Lee Rayner, I spoke to Lee, and he said they had a few good crowds there for the talks, but the fishing tackle just isn't there. So if you're going to purchase some deals... There's no doubt that whether it's online or the, the bigger players in BCFs and Anacondas, um, you know, complete angle, have start to... They work away at the local distributors, I suppose, don't they? Because we've seen the, in the uh, Melbourne Boat Show, um, the tackle com, um, segment yep. has really been very, very reduced. So there's obviously not the, the money and the return yeah, that's right. that yep. in the big shows anymore. Yep. Redmond, we're going to make right, Before show. we wrap up, I'm going to pull you there just quickly because I'm going to keep you guys on top because it's my most asked question. Every week I do it now because fisheries have been up to date with it. Is boating and fishing just got better down the Mornington Peninsula? Why? Because Mornington, Schnapper Point Fisherman Beach boat ramps for free, Rye for free, Safety Beach for free, Sorrento for free, Hastings, Tookarook, Anthony, Anthony's Nose Dramana. For more information, head to transportvic.vic.gov.au. Um, it'll be fishing, boating, better boating in Victoria's it's website a, for more not, details. Not a two-hour limit. Didn't say any funny stuff this week, but you know what? It's Queenscliff. I'm getting broke. So sorry, Pat, interrupted you, but that had to be in there. Joining the conversation, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventure Show. This is Real Adventures for BF Goodridge Tires. What are you building for? And for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. It's time for All Aboard. Thanks to Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy, whether you're on the road or out at sea, Dometic has you covered. Our special guest this morning, well, he's special, but he's more of a regular guest than, he is a, regular uh, than guest. a special guest. Chris but he's Vas- done something special. He has. Uh, Chris <laughs> Vasileski from Gone Fishing Charters. Chris, oh, you just returned back from Vanuatu, and you're going to talk to us about a, uh, a recent fishing expedition you've been on. Good morning, mate. How you going? Good, guys. Going good. Uh, not as good as you were last week in probably 35-degree temperature catching awesome fish. But first, um, let's start from the start. Uh, you headed over to Vanuatu uh, to go fishing on a liverboard charter. Um, first of all, how did you find – how did you get there? Uh, time travel, take us through it. It's pretty um pretty easy flight now. They've changed their flight plan before – uh, they used you have to fly from Melbourne to Sydney, Sydney to um, Port Villa, but yep. now they're doing direct flight. So we pretty much jumped on the plane from Melbourne straight to Port Villa, which was a five-hour flight, pretty cruisy. Probably one of the best flights I've ever been on because on the way up and back, 
the plane was probably half half full, so we had as much room as you needed. So that was that was bonus. Yep. Um, so five hour flight from Tala Marine straight to Port Villa. Um, pretty cruisy flight, yeah. And Nambus Fishing Charters is uh, the organisation that you went with, Chris. So how did you find them? Were they recommended to you or is, are they someone that's synonymous with, I suppose, Vanuatu Fishing? Yeah, so the boys that um, organised a trip, a couple of mates went with them a few years back and said, look, we've got to go back and, and go with Nambus. Um, that was just, a, you know, it was a treat last time they went and it was my first time on board and it was just delightful. Um yeah, plenty of fish, but there was no downtime. We were fishing the whole day, so it was a live-on board. So we, we chose three nights, four days. So it's about a 45-minute drive from Port Villa to where they take off from, which is Havana, I think they pronounce it, Havana. Um, so it's a 45-minute taxi drive across, jump on the boat early in the morning, 5 a.m., and away you go. And sure enough, I think we only motored for 20 minutes and put the rods out. And within 45 minutes, we had a black marlin on for a, a bit. So it was, it was full on, um, a lot of fishing, a lot of big fish. Uh, I don't know. It was just, yeah, amazing. And in terms of the, the, the liverboard itself, um, what you're fishing out of, I think it was a flybridge about 40 foot long? Yeah, so I think their boat's about a 45 footer. Um, sleeps four very comfortably, so you've got a big queen queen bunks are uh, queen bed sort of up the front up the front v berth and then you've got um like bunk beds like a double bunk bed just sort of midship uh heaps of room like couches on one side of the kitchen couch like a uh, l-shaped couch on the other side so plenty of room for four people like we had so there was four punters um it was russ the skipper uh, his wife, which is actually Decky slash Cook, and then we had young Alex, one of the local guys, as a Decky. So there was seven of us on the boat, and look, there was never a time where it was like crowded or anything like that. So for what the guys are doing over there, it's it's actually an ideal boat, perfect boat, perfect setup. Uh, well, you spoke about um, the cook. Obviously, you got to eat food when you're on a liverboard. Uh, you said to me that the food was astonishing. It was. I was a bit worried going up because, you know me, I'm not too much um, for sashimi and fresh sort of fish. So I was a bit worried. But, no, we the food was absolutely amazing. So mornings were pretty much, um, you know, a mixture of sort of fruit, cereal, toast. Uh, one morning we had, um, like, panini rolls, you know, which was good, egg and bacon muffins. Uh, lunch was generally fish from the day before that we had cooked or she would make it into a salad. We had some wraps, chicken wraps. It was amazing, you know, and in the evenings we they cooked up a they cooked up some fish. I'm not sure what fish it was. It might have been the Mahi Mahi wrapped in bacon and then just lightly sort of cooked on the barbecue, which was just a, absolutely amazing. I couldn't get enough of it. And then other nights we had um a rack of lamb on the barbecue, so a lot of it was sort of barbecue pasta. Yeah, it was. It was the food was. I could not complain at all about the food. The food was absolutely wonderful. 
Barbies suit the weather. They're in 30-plus degrees over there, Pat. But uh, the fishing, obviously, we're here to talk fishing as well. Uh, I have been fortunate enough to be in Vanuatu myself, and it is a place that is probably regarded as one of the best places in the world for big fish, regular fish. But a problem with some of the fishing sometimes, you can't always land the fish. Uh, Isn't that right, Chris? It's the fishing block. I've done trips up in Barra, like up in, sorry, Darwin, where you get heaps of Barra and Queenies which is fun, but the fishing out of Vanuatu is something else. It's it's really hard on your body, and it's really hard on the tackle. It's um, Yeah, those dog-tooth tuna, I'll take my hat off to them. They're absolutely amazing. <laughs> They're one of the hardest biting fish I've come across and probably one of the dirtiest. It's it's just amazing. Like, like you, we're fishing canyons, you know, 120, 180 metres, dropping off to sort of four, 500 metres, and you're jigging sort of the bottom 50 with uh, one, you know, depends what the current was doing, but, you know, either one 180-gram jigs, 220, 250-gram jigs, but you're only jigging the, the bottom 50. And um, it's just amazing. The amount of power that those fish have got is, <laughs> like, just getting railed fish after fish after fish, and it's just amazing. And then when you do get a fish halfway up, you've got to contend with the sharks. So it's... um. Yeah, it's it's yeah blue. Look, I take my hat off to it. The fishing there is is absolutely awesome, and I'll definitely be yeah going back there. Chris, before we wrap it up, uh, catch of the trip. There's some incredible, um, as you said, Maui Maui dolphin fish that you posted on your Facebook page. Um, yeah. Wahoo, big Wahoo, Wahoo was incredible. Dog tuna, big Wahoo, the tuna. But your catch of the trip, yeah, we, what was yep. it? It was landing one of those doggies from 120 metres. I think she went... We weighed it. It was about 15 kilo. So that was my fish of the trip, yeah. Because we had lost... We went over with 70 or 80 gigs. We only returned with probably 20. So we <laughs> lost a lot of a lot of fish to getting railed and like not even stopping. And we're talking like 20,000 um, stellars locked up like where you can't pull drag out with your hand and... When we first arrived there, I said to the skipper, I said, is this enough drag? And I reckon it might have been maybe, I don't know, 12, 15 kilo. You know, you could just sort of pull some line out. And he's going, keep keep, keep tightening that up. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to need as much as you can sort of get. And I'm like, okay, sort of, yeah, not not knowing what to expect. And sure enough, as soon as that first fish hit, it's like both hands on the bloody top group and just hang on for dear life. Sure, <laughs> of a um, lifetime. Oh, it's just amazing the, the amount of um, the amount of power those fish have got is is unbelievable. Uh, we love it. Thanks for joining us this morning, Chris O, and uh, and filling us in around Vanuatu and the trip that you just had. Not a problem, guys. Hopefully, we can get used to up there one day and have a bash. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Chris Vasilevsky from Gone Fishing Charters. Thanks, Chris O. Thanks, guys. If you want more information on Nambus Fishing Charters, you can visit their website, www.nambusfishingcharters.com. You can also go on their Facebook page, Nambus Fishing Charters Vanuatu, for more information. That is all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy.
Now it's time for Red's review for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. For store locations, visit thirstycamel.com.au. Redman, your review for today, my today, friend. We're going to be talking about tie downs, and the reason for this is it's by it's it's part of the law, but it also it's going to cover your butt as well um, if you are travelling and something happens. It's going to especially if you've got a um, fiberglass boat. Get the weight of them. Yep. The damage that jumping up and down on corrugations or whatever it might do that your trailer can do to your boat is pretty significant. Well, I've I've had I've had um, numerous uh, numerous um, people say to me that they've been long distance travelling and the boat swayed a bit like too much in the on on, on the trailer and instead of the boat jumping off the trailer, um, these tie downs are actually either one's broken on one side like they're broken off, so they've taken the weight and held it down. There is a regulation on what you have to use. Um, uh, for them, obviously different size boats, different size um, tie downs, but it's extremely important to have them on travelling. Um, and the, like you said, the white fiberglass, you are right, Pat, but also those aluminiums, uh, like even down to your small stasis or your small stabies, they are a light boat, so they will jump around on trailers. So there's another purpose to have them on your boat trailer. So. In terms of what you use, obviously, ratchet tie-downs are, are very, very They're popular. the go-to that I use because they're easy, convenient, and they hold a lot of weight. They do. That being said, I do yes. have to cut the last ones off. This, is where, I, this is where I'm going to come into play here, and I've got it written down. Which is why, you know, in with the smaller boats that I've got, I've used the cam buckle tie-downs, but they are rated to less... Um, Weight so, compared to the the ratchets. So with the ratchets, there's a certain amount of money you can spend. Um, like I said, this is extremely important. It's safe. It, it's safety. It's going to cover your back, cover your ass. You can say ask. It's, it's going to cover your ass. And basically, us, 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 us. <laughs> now what they cost, it comes down to the quality that you're going to buy. Now, like you said before, you had to cut them off, and you probably bought them from. The reject shop for 30, 40 bucks on the way out of summer. No, I didn't. I spent good money, but when they sit across from the ocean. Oh, true. Um, and you're not using them as well, which yeah. goes against you when you're not using them. Yeah. I would be spending around that 130 to $140 um, for the quality of material that's actually in the ratchet itself. Yeah. Not for actually ratcheting it on, but to, to last. Yeah. Because if you go to the $2 shop, which you can do, you can head to the $2 shop in Ocean Grove where I live and you can pick them up for 10 or 15 bucks. They do have a good weight on them, but they just don't last, Pat, for the saltwater use. And for me, I want to spend good quality on them to last a period of time. Yes, I am using them. And for the guys that aren't using them, because you're not using them, the more you spend, the less you are actually going to spend overall. Yeah. So you can pick them up for 40 bucks, 50 bucks, but around that $130 mark is what I, I tend to spend and what I've looked at online numerous times at different places. It's around that mark, which is where the, you start to get your quality. But like I said, it's going to save you. It really, really is going to save you because you don't want that boat shifting off that trailer because that's your pride and joy. And if that bounces up and off, they do hold you firm to the trailer. That was Reg Review. This is Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres. What are you building for? And for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. You're listening to Real Adventures for the BF Goodrich TAKM3. Built to climb, made to mud, and created to conquer. Yes, welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for the whip around. Joining us first up is Jim Credlin from JC's Bait and Tackle in Swan Hill. If you're in the Swan Hill region, make sure you pop in and say good day to Jim. He'll help you with all your tackle needs. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, fellas. How are you going? Look, uh, no, not too bad, I Jim. That's good. Look, I was telling you guys uh, last week that uh, the couple of blokes that were staying at the Riverside Big Four Caravan Park here in Swan Hill. 
and the bloke that got he never caught a cod before and he got three on the Monday between 65 and then uh, 67. Yeah, what he right. called in today? Well, he never caught one. He never caught a cod in his life. He got three in a one yep. day. Yep. This is even a better story. He called in this morning on his way out. He's, he's going back home. He was sitting in his caravan the other night watching uh, watching the um, cricket. He had the door open in the van. He had the rod in his hand, and he was watching the cricket. Next minute, the rod rod went to went to the left of the van on the outside. He said, "Okay, I've got a big fish here." 1.04 metres. <laughs> did you did you neglect to mention he had a beer in one hand and a rod in the other? <laughs> no, he probably did. So he's gone from no fish to four and one over a metre. Like a lot of guys fish all their life to get a cot over a metre. And here this guy Jeez, is watching dark. the cricket in the caravan with the door open and the rod hanging out. <laughs> uh, do you know if you, photo, do you know... So, do you know if you bought a Powerball ticket that night? or? <laughs> <laughs> and it was caught on a bit of chicken, would you believe? Oh, my God. Of course it is. Of course. Gonna, everything's chicken up there. I'm not going to say any more. But he was, hey. he was pretty happy. So he's going to send the photos through, and I'll be on my me, um, Facebook page uh, this weekend. Yep, perfect. What else has been but, biting, Jim, around the region? Look, we've only got, we've only got two weekends left of the, uh, this weekend and next, or next week for the cod, cod season, right, uh, before it closes. Um, the weather's uh, on the imp- little bit on the improve this week's a little bit better. Um, not a brisham. Hopefully next week will be the same. But the, the guys will still want to travel. Come up here. You'll still get plenty of fish here between Tawambri and and um, out you know, Brooks Lane, out towards Murrabit Way. Um, the guys that are um, heading up, if we go to the Murrumbidgee, look, Moore's probably a good area to try. It's it's fish well probably all summer in the uh, in the in the weir pool at Maud. Um, I'd be probably using lures more than uh, more than bait this time of the year. Look, the irrigation season has started again, so all the channels here are uh, all full up and running. Uh, I'm starting to hear of um, some yellow belly being caught in the uh, in the local channel systems that run between uh, Lake Charm, Kangaroo Lake, and Lake Boga. So that'll be worth a try uh, in 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 the coming weeks. Um, Look and like and, and the lakes themselves, uh, like look, they've still got big cod in them, and, and it's the same same principle of the the colder water in the rivers uh, gets them um, fired up to eat, and it'll be the same in the lakes. So if the uh, it's not windy, uh, get out there and uh, and have a go there. So uh, yeah, they've got uh, a, this weekend, and then uh, it finishes on next Saturday on the thirty first, and closes for three months. So, well, Jim, now that That's, obviously the clo- once the cod season closes. Um, yep. You run in your tackle store. What will you be recommending people to chase for the coming coming well the coming weeks? Yeah, look, the yellow, the yellow belly, um, and when when you sort of getting in the end of October, uh, the red fin uh, should start to fire up. The lakes here have been a little bit uh, slack the last couple of seasons as far as the the reddish fired up compared to compared to the uh, the lakes over in the Wimmera and uh, in you know the Horsham area. Uh, that's, that's what I'll be targeting, and um, yeah, look, as I said, the, the channel systems when the, when the when regulators are open, um, you know, people can go out there with small vibes or soft plastics, and uh, you can probably bag out, you know, some bag out in, in, in a couple of hours. So, yep, that's what I'd be suggesting they do. 
Well, there you have it, Patrick. But Jim Credlin from JC's Bait and Tackle, if you are heading the Swan Hill area, if you're sneaking down for the end of cod season, make sure you drop in, say go to Jim, buy some chicken or, or cheese or whatever you need. Or, <laughs> or check or check out my Facebook page, JC's Bait and Tackle, and you'll see the report there every week of what they're biting and where they're biting, and then you'll see some photos. There you go. Beautiful work. Thanks, Jim. No worries, fellas. Ribbon wrapping Port Phillip Bay and Western Port, your review for the week. Obviously, it's been a tough week because yeah. there's been so much wind. But those that have gone out, how's it been? Yeah, so the weather's been hard, hence why we haven't got anyone to call everyone. All our, all our guests said, I don't ring me, I got, haven't got nothing. So I'll make it hard on myself. Western Port, the snapper. We had some of our Soul Guide members catch fish to 7.5 kilo. I also saw on social media regular fish from 4 to 5 kilo. Not big numbers, but a few fish being caught, which is a great sign. Western Port goes first, Port Phillip Bay second. So King George Whiting in Port Phillip Bay? Yep, they just got to get away from the moons. That's the biggest factor. Don't waste your time around those full moons. It's too hard to fish, and as soon as the tides pick back up, the fish are there. And after this blow, you can expect the fishing to be really good uh, on the wide in front. People love flathead um, captures inside the bay, or are you looking offshore? I'd be no, I'd be holding off a little bit and stick to the whiting for a couple of weeks. I did a few drifts offshore, and they were okay the other week. Uh, beautiful to eat, but they weren't quite in big numbers yet. These big blue spot flathead, when you're fishing the whiting in the next, as the, the temperature starts to come up, as soon as it starts to come up, those big blue spot flathead, while you're whiting fishing, you're going to get 10 to 20 of them, and I'd be waiting off for that. You spoke of the top of the show, salmon off the beach and around, or any, uh, the heads have been really good. Or in, it's actually, yeah, come around inside the bay, which is even better. Blair Gowry Harbour, Blair Gowry Marina there, we often during winter get massive, massive, massive schools of them. You can access them along the beach, also along the Blair Gowry Marina there. You're allowed to fish on the edge there, on the tee there, just before the tee. You can cast medals off there and catch them, but a little bit easier if they are. They're going to be within distance, but it's about working out where they are in there is the hard bit. If you've got a boat trawling around the moored boats, be mindful. You are around moorings, so to move in and out of those, and you're going to get yourself some Australian salmon. And I'm not one to eat them. I know you don't mind them fresh, but for bait, coming up to snapper season and gummy sharks, you can't beat them. That is the whip around. Now it's time for the social club. Thanks to BF Goodrich Tyres. What are you building for? Tony Wallace, how much will the SA snapper situation impact Victoria? Well, we need to stress at the moment, this is just um, not necessarily recommendations. It's just been sort of statements thrown out there on what the potential um, alternatives are to trying to save and improve the snapper fishery, which is, you know, some have suggested a three-year ban, um, which we must stress... um, it hasn't every, been accepted at all. Every anywhere. recreational angler is, and commercial... Um, and tackle store owners, everything. Uh, you know, Caravan lo- parks. Yep, local tourism are, are vehemently opposed to. So, um, you know, people power often wins out in situations like these, so we've got to make sure that if you Stick do, together. Yeah, you stick together, and if you do believe um, in... Absolutely, something's got to be done about the snapper situation in, in SA, but banning it is is going to destroy the, the local economy in so many local towns and something that is synonymous to South Australia. Um, when I think of snapper, I think of South Australia. How does it impact um, Victorian fishing? Um, it probably improves it, but it's destroying um, the, the local fishers in yeah. SA to enjoy themselves and, and chase something that um, you know is a, is a critical part of um, you know what fishing is to South Australians. Yeah. Um, Redmond. Yes. Troy Armstrong. What do you recommend when it comes to knives, and what do you use? Sharp ones. Well, I no? 
Well, what? You, no, go through the brand. What do you yeah. use? I use um. There's a few brands I like to use. Kershaw is a great brand. Yep. Um, they're probably my go-to brand. Um, there's another company called Dick. They're great as well. Um, they're actually really good as well. Um, Paul Wessling uses those. Paul does, is he? Yep, yep. They're a great brand. They're probably the two. The Victor's another one. Gerber. Uh, Gerber. Oh, Gerber. They're they're fair. They're they're in another level. They're 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 a great brand. Gerber. And they've just released their, their fishing saltwater salt stock. Yeah, not yep. fishing saltwater stock, but um. My thing with a knife is, even I walk into mum and dad's, they're not riding to keep your knife sharp. And um, if I go over there and I see a knife blunt, I just always have to sharpen them. I just somehow I end up just sharpening knives. I just love a sharp knife. There is different horse. Oh, there's horses for courses when it comes to knives because you won't use the same knife that you cut up bait with. Yeah, well, I have different knives. Yeah, that you fill it with. The reason for that is um, my bait knives are always sharp. But the problem with bait knives is, yes, they're sharp, but I take chunks out of them because I'm cutting through salmon spines, rass spines. Um, I'm filling in gummy I'm, sharks. Yeah, playing. Well, they're the they're the um they're the ones that I like to destroy. So not, not I feel like yeah, cutting through, cutting through. They're the ones I like to destroy. Well, not like to destroy. They're the ones I destroy. The ones that I keep for filling are in my wrap, and they're the ones just purely for filling. They just sit. I don't even know if this is legal. I don't even think it is. But I have them in the back of my car in a wrap all the time. The reason for this is. Um, I do most of my cleaning on facilities if I've got them. What, if you buy a knife, you're not allowed to transport it in your car, are you? I don't, there's a rule you're not allowed to have some open knives in your car. There actually is, because yeah, people yeah. always say to me, you should check if you're allowed to have them in there. You know what? If fish... If they want, no, I'm not getting into that. But if, <laughs> if, <laughs> They've got you on radio now. <laughs> ah, stuff it. Um, you've got, I've got my knives in the back, and it's just because they're, just, they're always in the back of the car um, or under the seats, and just because I, I just... To clean them down there. The facilities are relatively good. Barman Heads, offshore, if I get a gummy, instead of taking it home to clean and having to drop the frames back off down the water, I just whip it up down there and um, away I go and I've got it handy. So that's the best thing on knives. Question from Jared. Um, question for Red. Is it still worth trying for tuna outside Port Phillip uh, Bay, um, Ocean Grove, Barman Heads yep. uh, area? Um, are they around this time? Of so we'll, this time of year, you're probably going to look more of your barrel bluefin. There has been some patches of school bluefin over the years that pop up, but our barrel bluefin. Now, what we need is rip charts. Check it out. We need a current to come around the Otway, Apollo Bay. Yep. We need a current to push it around. But not only that, you need the food to be here too. A good sign that I'm seeing at the moment is the amount of whales out there. And um, it's crazy. I've got a story about a whale that someone hit one, GT bus to hit one the other day. Should I say it? Yeah, We've got time it, for absolutely. it? Righto. GT bus was driving back at 40 kilometers the other day, he was telling me, in his boat, and it was just dark and they had a nice bit of moonlight. And normally you can see when a whale comes, like even the moonlight, you can just make it out. And I don't even know if GT bus wants me to say it, but I'm saying it. He was coming and he's hit the whale and the poor bloke- What's well, an accident. Like, he, yeah, complete accident. He went up the back of the whale and it dumped, it, when it rolled down, it dumped him and the nose nearly went under- over the boat, um, and like the yeah. boat nearly went under, it rolled him completely over, and then he was expecting for it to come back up on the other side of it, but somehow the whale fell down, like disappeared. But they got home and checked everything. And then, like, scary, like as scary as he ever been, he Absolutely. said. And the barnacles of the whale it. actually took strips out of the bottom of the boat, three strips, I think he said, down the middle of the hull. Wow. So, um, a bit sidetracked from the bluefin, but it's definitely worth looking for bluefin out there, but it's a cool little story. Um, I'd be looking more of the barrels when the summer comes, Pat, down your way, Aries Inlet way. Great fishing for tuna down there, school tuna, casting into the mutton birds. And, um, yeah, it's those barrels, there's a good chance they're going to be there because there's a hell of a lot of bait out there, and I'll give you that tip. 
That wraps up the social club. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventure Show, as well as Twitter and Instagram to join in the conversation. This is Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres. What are you building for? And for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. Be a perfect your companions, really, aren't they? Um, I'm, I'm actually, would you believe it or not, I'm actually off the beer at the moment. I'm, um, as of Monday last week, no, no alcohol at all, zero, and I'm doing sit-ups and push-ups on the night. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to Real Adventures for the BF Goodrich TAKM3. Built to climb, made to mud, and created to conquer. Welcome back to Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres. Escape with BF Goodrich Tyres and Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. It's time for Red's Tip for New Age Caravans. Visit your New Age Caravan dealer today. Start your summer adventure with a New Age Caravan. Newagecaravans.com.au Redmond, your tip for the weekend. Do you know what annoys me? Escape the wind? Buy yourself a kite board? I'm so over this wind. It's not even... It's not even Friday jungle. was better, at least. Yesterday was better. Yeah. Back to the tip. So something that really annoys me is at boat ramps, and it's so easy to do, is when you reverse a car down, Pat, yep. you're meant to use your mirrors. Well, a trailer, I should say. You're not reversing. you yep. meant to use your mirrors. That's the ideal way. That's technically the right way. I know a lot of people, you turn their heads and things like that, which is fine. They can do it their way, but I like to use my mirrors. Do you know how hard it is to see at five o'clock in the morning, pitch dark, when the bloke next to you is reversing down with his lights on. High beams on. <laughs> oh, my God. So when you get to a ramp, you pull up just before the ramp just to get your boat ready. Usually, yeah. it's angling where the, you're going to launch. Turn your lights off straight away because there's nothing worse trying to reverse a car down. The lights are coming in straight in the side here as well. Turn your lights off. Um, even put your parkers on or something. Just something. Just turn them right down because as you're reversing down the trailer, what happens is those lights, if you've, got, you say, if you've gone to get your boat, um, you're launching by yourself and you've left your car lights on, even at night, like at night, not just in the morning, I'm, reverse, I'm trying to look at my mirrors and all I can see is glare. I can't see where my trailer is and all of a sudden you've got to stick the head out. So it's you need to turn your lights off when you're reversing your trailer at a boat ramp early hours of the morning into the night, anywhere it's dark, even if it's a solar kit when the eclipse or something comes through. If it's dark, turn your lights off when you're reversing down. It's not a gaff, it's a, just a tip. Just thinking about others. Just thinking about myself. <laughs> that, that was Red's tip for New Age Caravans. Now it's time for the Flying Gaff for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. The Flying Gaff this week goes to Lincoln McCarthy. Oh, your man. ex-mate. My ex-teammate, yes. It's going for Lincoln, going to Lincoln McCarthy for the, um, well, let's be honest, the absolute hanger that he took last week in the dying seconds against uh, Cattery. And, and did, slotting the goal can and I, breaking our hearts. Can I gaff you? Why? Did you miss a goal not early, like 30 metres out in front? No? I got poked in the eye. No, I didn't ask, did you get poked in the eye? I asked a question. Yes. <laughs> but the gaff, I didn't see that, though, because I was at the trade show. Just The everyone... gaff goes to Link. You were injured in the last year of the category. You gave us nothing. And all of a sudden, you've just become freaking Ablett Senior jumping out of the goal square and taking one of the marks of the year. Um, in all seriousness, he's one of the great men. Lincoln. He's a great um, bloke. And you know what? It's good to see him playing good footy up there because... Um, no, I was going to say, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't get the gaff <laughs> for taking a screamer and breaking our hearts last week. It was a good game of footy, so I hear. I didn't get to watch the whole game. It wasn't a good game. Of, well, you say that if you're a, if you're a, um, if you don't care on the result. I care on the results, so it was a crap game. You had another good game, which is good. You had a few good weeks. Yeah, we're building up, which is nice. So right, obviously, team, I must mention you. I'm, I think you need a little bit of help from a few of the other boys. I'm sticking up for you here, not often. Take it, take Shit. it. 
Well, the season finishes up now, Redmond, so we are done once this week is finished. Carlton this afternoon. Carlton this afternoon, and then uh, well, the, real, the real stuff starts. Bye week. So Stavycraft covers come off. I was going to say, it is fishing week, exactly. Stavycraft covers come off, and away we go. No Byron Bay holidays, because you don't play any good after that. Shut up. This has been <laughs> Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres. What are you building for? And for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions, we're going fishing. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.